Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. I'm your host, Kim Bilotto. We have a great show on tap for you. But first, I wanted to talk to you briefly about us attending some hard energy conferences. If you've never attended one of these conferences and you are looking to build your networking or lead generation, these are conferences that you just do not want to miss. The uh, two conferences that are coming in November... Um, Shell Magazine will be there and I encourage you to come and say hello to our booth and sign up for our great drawing which we will be giving away plenty of prizes but I wanted to cover them real quick because we do have a coupon code to give you a hundred dollars off these amazing conferences the first one is in Midland Texas it's the Executive Oil Conference November 6th and 7th Uh, we will have a booth out there please come by say hi make sure you sign up for one of our great drawings uh, we actually have a hog hunting giveaway for in South Texas. So you don't want to miss the opportunity to sign up for that hunt, as well as coming and saying hi to our booth. Once again, that's the Executive Oil Conference, Midland, Texas, November 6th and 7th. Also, please be sure to join us in San Antonio, Texas, for the Heart Energy Doug Conference, which will be going on November 15th through the 17th. We hope you will join us. But let me also, though, give you the promo code that you will need if you want to attend either event, which we will be at both. Save yourself $100 using this promo code. It's OGMAG17. Again, that is OGMAG17. Or just go to shellmag.com and click on one of their ads, and their promo code is right there. You can save yourself $100. But now it's time for our resident energy expert and associate editor of Shell Magazine, David Blackman. David, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, one of my favorite things all week long is to get you on the show. Because I know that there's so... One of my favorite things, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just always... There is so much always going on every week pertaining to oil, gas, politics, you name it. And, um, you know, uh, it, it can it, it can at times seem so overwhelming because there's so many things changing, uh, you know, instantly or in a flash. It's hard for the average person to understand and make sense of what's happening in oil and gas. And I love having you on the show because you break it down in a way that we can all understand. And so that being said, I want to get to the rig count because last week the rig count actually fell by four, Uh, but in Texas, it actually went up. So what do you think is going on uh, and what do you think is going to go on in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, well, of course, you know, uh, a change in the rig count of four when when the rig counts over 900 is just kind of noise and system, but it was interesting that it went down nationally, but uh, went up by five in Texas. And of course, you know, those five were out in the Permian Basin and in the Eagle Ford Shale where the 
economics for drilling these wells is just better than anywhere else in the country. And so it's it's really not surprising that we get more rigs down here in Texas. And the other place that actually uh, had added two rigs was the Scoot Sat play in, in central Oklahoma, where the economics are really good, too. So you had a loss in other parts of the country, but uh, Texas and Oklahoma um, uh, saw a, a little small increase in the rig count. But uh, going up by anything was was good after the previous month where we had, you know, down 45 over a period of about five or six weeks. So that was encouraging. And, I, you know, I just think it, it just means more of the same in the coming weeks. Probably we're just going to see a fairly static rig count uh, through the end of this year and then uh, wait and see what companies do with their budgeting processes for 2018. Right. When those come out, I think it kind of shows how much activity is going on. But meanwhile, Brent uh, crude went up over 60 for the first time in many, many months, and WTI was about 54 or so. So what does this mean for global demand or supply and demand uh, for oil? Is it balancing? Yeah, I think it is. I think we're getting real close to to having supply and demand balance globally. I think uh, you know, I'm not the only one. There are a lot of people speculating that that's the case, not just because the price is strengthening, but because inventories of, of crude and storage has fallen dramatically the last few weeks here in the United States and elsewhere, uh, even at a time when you know the United States has been importing even more oil than previously. And so, you know, those uh, with, with those inventories going down, uh, and the other the other thing too is that. Uh, the International Energy Administration announced that they were raising their estimate of, of global demand uh, over what they had previously estimated for 2017, and that's another really good sign. And the, the reality is that the U.S. economy is heating up. We've had two straight quarters now, right. 3% economic growth. Go Trump. Uh, <laughs> right, and the, the Chinese economy is heating up, and the and reality is that the economies globally – uh, the economic situation is dramatically improved from from where it was about a year ago, and that just means as you know, with more economic activity, there's always going to be more demand for petroleum products, and and so that's just created a more rapid, I think, rebalancing of this market than people were anticipating six months ago, and uh, you know, this is a positive sign going into next year. Well, we've certainly been up and down and all around for two years. But what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean for 2018? And, and and what I mean is, you know, U.S. Shale, North America, um, will they be activating these large numbers of drilling rigs again and lowering the price again like they did in uh, 2017 or, you know, in the past, they put a whole lot of rigs drilling in yeah. it? And it drove down prices. So are we going to see a repeat of that in 2018 if prices start returning? Oh, boy, I hope not. Uh, I don't think so. And here's why I don't think so. I mean, you're right. Uh, when we came into this year, companies, you know, implemented really robust drilling budgets in January. And really within the first two months of the year, it activated 200 additional drilling rigs. Um, but, you know, what we've seen this year is, is recoveries from each well improving dramatically, even above where they were just a year ago. And I think what that probably is going to mean is we'll, we'll see 
uh, more rigs activated after the first of the year as we get into a new, new year of drilling budgets. But there, it won't be nearly what we saw this year because companies are able to get so much more out of each well now um, and just through improvements in technology and drilling practices um, that I think, you know, we'll probably see more rigs, but it won't be two to 300 like we saw in the first quarter this year. It'd be, you know, somewhere maybe around 100 in the first quarter next year, all other things being equal. And and that's good. You know, it'll be more jobs. But uh, the reality is there's so much pressure on these companies to still, you know, from their investors to increase return on investment. And there's more pressure in that realm than there is to increase overall production at each of these companies that, you know, we're going to see higher drilling budgets next year, but it's not going to be the same kind of pressure we saw at the first part of 2017. And that's, you know, that's, again, that's a positive for our industry here in the United States. Well, and, and hopefully there was a lot of lessons learned by the energy industry that probably no one wants to go back to these, what was it, 34, 38? Um, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> so uh, drill, but drill um, appropriately in reference to how much is coming on the market too quickly. Um, I want to change gears just a little bit and ask you about the exporting of U.S. oil. It continues to rise. Um, it's now approaching about 2 million barrels per day. But I also saw a report that says our country is also importing more and more oil to meet its needs. So how can we be exporting and importing? Uh, these things are going up at the same time, and that's confusing. What's going on here? It is kind of confusing, isn't it? Uh, and it's it's because of, of uh, kind of a nuance in our situation with refining, with the refining industry, and the fact that the increased production we're seeing out of the Eagle Ford and Permian Basin of all this uh, West Texas Intermediate sweet crude, light crude, uh, doesn't match the capacity at a lot of our refineries along the Gulf Coast that were set up mainly to, to refine heavy crude coming down from Canada and coming from overseas from the Middle East. So what's happening is, is as production continues to grow out in the Permian and in the Eagle Ford Shale, that oil, uh, a lot, you know, increasing volumes of, of oil coming from those areas is being exported to countries and mainly to other countries in the Western Hemisphere who have refineries set up to, to refine this light, sweet crude oil. And at the same time, demand is growing in the United States, and so our refineries along the Gulf Coast we're having to import more and more of this heavy crude from countries like Venezuela and Saudi Arabia and Iraq and Iran um, and, and other countries in the Middle East. So it's just mainly because, you know, our, our technology at our refineries doesn't necessarily match what, what's being produced here in the United States. So it's, it's, a, it's a healthy situation, though. But thank God. Thank God, two years ago, uh, the industry was successful in convincing Congress to repeal that ban on exports of crude oil from the United States. Because if that hadn't happened, it would have really inhibited the growth of production in, in Texas over the, the last couple of years. So all those things needed to happen. And, and, and I do remember it is kind of confusing when you look and, and recognize, well, it was only just a couple of years ago that we were uh, allowed to export our crude 
And prior to yeah. that, we weren't. So this is some of the uh, importing, exporting that's going on. It's a little confusing, but it's all good that we're allowed to do or we're able to do both, should I say. David, that's all the time we have this week, but look forward to catching up with you next week, in which I'm sure we will have a lot more to discuss on oil and politics and energy. I look forward to it. And with that, we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. You know, great companies take great care of their employees. Ensure the well-being of your workforce with Baptist Healthy Solutions, your answer to convenient and affordable health care that comes to you. Our mobile health unit delivers on-site, state-of-the-art, comprehensive care that keeps your employees healthy from the day they're hired till the day they retire. From pre-employment screenings to routine immunizations to on-site injury care and more, trust Baptist Healthy Solutions with your workforce health care needs. Health care that comes to you. Call 866-334-2485. Again, that's 1-866-334-2485. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. I'm your host, Kim Bilotto. And today's guest is Dan Eberhardt, CEO of Canary LLC, one of the largest wellhead service providers uh, in North America. Dan, welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Uh, Thank you for having me back. It's been a while. I think you joined us uh, about uh, two years ago on the radio show to talk a little bit about Canary LLC and uh, some of your uh, ideas and things that were going on pertaining to oil and gas. And and since that time, oil and gas has definitely uh, taken a downward turn for about two years. So I'm very happy that you've come back on the show. I want to touch base with you and talk to you a little bit about the energy industry. But first... Dan, tell us a little bit about you, your background, and your company. Sure. So uh, my background is I um, I went to a college at Vanderbilt and law school at Tulane. And uh, prior to striking out on my own, was with a service company called Greens Energy Group, uh, based in Houston. And uh, Canary is a national uh, wellhead and factory rental company. And we also have uh, other ancillary services in uh, surrounding that. And we have uh, 25 locations. So you're you're basically all over North America in all of the major shell plays, uh, focusing on uh, being actually our, one of the largest independent wellhead companies today. Um, so that being said, tell me a little bit about how uh, Canary LLC managed the downward turn. I mean, you guys are uh, very positive as far as uh, you know being able to manage the storm. A lot of companies, obviously, that were heavily um, leveraged in the way of uh, loans and not good balance sheets, not a, access to capital, uh, obviously have not survived. Tell me what uh, made you guys successful in a downward turn um, and some of the, you, maybe some of the pivotal moments that you think uh, you managed to maintain a good balance uh, sheet and a great, you know, ability to, to survive the downward turn. Sure. Well, I, I can tell you, I mean, it's it's definitely been extremely challenging and, and humbling at the same time. And we've all had to, you know, tighten We all had to tighten our belts and, you know, nearly nearly everyone at the company uh, took pay cuts and we had several uh, rounds of downsizing. But um, through all of that, uh, we were able to persevere. And I think that makes us stronger today. And I'm, I'm much more bullish today about the future runway uh, as we've as we've kind of gotten through the end of the, the latter part of 14 and 2015 and 2016, uh, 2017 has been a, a year of, of recovery for us. Well, you know, 
Dan, it, it, it really does sound like uh, a lot of companies that had experienced a downward turn in the past or um, basically looked around and recognized at some point what goes up must come down. We need to prepare. And, and hearing that the company went through the necessary changes slowly to um, keep itself in a survival mode where uh, I think most companies did obviously go through layoffs and, uh, you know, spending cuts and definitely only absolutely necessary uh, spending and, and trying to find where there is any fat on a bone was really truly, in my opinion, the uh, saving grace for a lot of companies. And it, and it led back to good management skills because if you didn't have the ability to to see this, you know, coming and respond quickly, uh, it wasn't good <laughs> for for those companies. Uh, what do you think the biggest obstacle uh, for uh, the energy industry is right now? Because I mean, North American shell plays are going strong despite the low prices, but this is just one area. You still have to deal with a lot of uh, other parts. Sure. I, I, well, I think there's a lot of geopolitical risk right now that could potentially drive the price upward. But one of the concerns that I have is just from a macro standpoint is I think it's important for OPEC uh, to extend the March 2018 um, cuts where they keep where they're keeping uh, 1.8 million barrels a day offline uh, closer to home. I think it's important that the the independent producers not over drill and drill within their budgets so we don't have another crash in the short or medium term. And then also as a, as a service company, I think, you know, we need to get our margins up slightly, even a little bit more than where they are, they're at now so that we can afford to buy new capital equipment and reinvest in our fleet. And you know, Dan, a lot of people don't quite understand service companies versus oil companies. And since we're, we're a show that basically is on the major airwaves. People are listening to us from outside of oil and gas. I, I want to discuss quickly how the differences between an oil company and a service company, um, there's a, a difference when it comes down to uh, everyone has to make a profit. But it's a lot harder for a service company to extend the profits or push the profit or the lack of profits out to the consumer because you guys are not really most most service companies in the oil industry are not dealing with the consumer. It's the oil company. And so when times get tight, like right now, that um, it is really hard to make a profit, uh, we're not at a hundred dollars a barrel. The service companies bear the brunt of a lot of uh, of that cost and not being able to pass it on to the average consumer. And so really where a service company needs to be is, is really um, extremely smart when it comes down to business and making sure that it does not uh, overextend itself in that way. What do you, what, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, well, we, we certainly have to watch our nickels. I, I would say, you know, in the, in the, in the good times, I think we are able to share in the rewards of, higher commodity prices, but I'll tell you, you know, with this downturn starting in uh, June of 14 and really in 2015 and 2016, you know, Canary is a company had negative operating margins. So we were in effect buying jobs. And I think that that's pretty prevalent throughout the, the shale industry and the U.S. Uh, oil and gas industry. So as a service company, you know, we're the, we're the guys with trucks and equipment that do things for the oil company. We're the guys that get the work done is what I like to like to think. And, um, but we, we end up being price takers 
uh, from the oil companies in the downturn because we're just trying to get enough work to get by. And so it's been, it's, you know, very difficult or non-existent profits um, make it really hard to invest in aging equipment, invest in training and training for our people and invest in, you know, our future as a company. Right. Well, we do have to take a real quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we will be right back. The vision of the Women's Energy Network is to be the premier organization that educates, attracts, retains, and develops professional women working across the value chain. Also known as WEN, our mission is to develop programs that provide networking opportunities and foster career and leadership development of women who work in the energy industry. Thousands of women are breaking ground in energy industry careers every year, and 4,000 of them are already members of the Women's Energy Network across our 14 chapters. Members receive exclusive access to mentoring, job boards, group discussions, member-only networking events, expert speaking engagements, and more. Join today by visiting womensenergynetwork.org slash Houston or call 1-855-390-0650. The Women's Energy Network, empowering women in energy. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Dan Eberhardt, CEO of Canary LLC. Dan, before the break, um, when we were on break, I I got to thinking about some of the things you were saying about how difficult it has been for service companies just to try to fill their books with business. I want to ask you a little bit about, I want to switch gears a little bit and ask you a little about the Trump administration. You know, uh, it's going on our one year anniversary of Trump. Uh, He appears to be extremely pro oil and gas, pro energy. Uh, he really, truly gets how important oil and gas is to our country, and 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 especially Texas. That being said, tell me a little bit about some of the uh, administration's reversals of of uh, not being so ever over regulated like we were with uh, the Obama administration. Where do you think some of the biggest strengths are going to be of some of the regulation that he's rolled back or signed an executive order on? Uh, where do you see it going to be the biggest benefit for you guys? Sure. Well, I, I think overall, I think, look, the, the kind of cabinet trio of Zinke at Interior, Secretary Zinke at Interior, EPA Administrator Scott Truitt, and Rick Perry at the Department of Energy has been wonderful. You know, there's there's an awful lot of noise on TV about the administration this and the administration that, but when you when you really look under the covers, the it's a very pro-business administration and it's a very pro-energy administration. So I think that in general has been very good for us. I know that at the EPA, um, Administrator Pruitt has is rolling back something like two regulations a day net, where under Obama, the Obama administration, they added the EPA added like 4,000 regulations total. Um, also at Interior, they've sped up the process to allow companies to drill on federal land, which has been helpful. And um, there's several other things the administration is doing uh, that are under the radar that are good for the industry. Uh, moreover, I, I also think that just the, the tax reform package in general, you know, potentially could create economic growth um, like it did uh, like it did in 1986 after Reagan did it. And that could potentially be a windfall for, for everyone in America. Well, now, the Trump administration is very big on uh, 
coining a phrase, if you will, energy dominance. And um, for people who get oil and gas and how important it is to to our livelihood as well as our, our, our lifestyle, uh, we like to hear those words. We, we like to hear that we will no longer uh, have to be dependent on our oil resources from a, another country or a country that may not necessarily have our best interest at heart. Um, and But looking at that also, I, I, I want to discuss real quick the EPA and the regulation that um, is being um, reversed under this Trump administration. Uh, I, I want to disclose that most of the regulation that is uh, being um, unraveled, if you will, or um, removed is, is absolutely just bureaucratic red tape. It is not affecting in the sense of, I don't want any of our listeners to think, oh my God, the EPA is is no one's watching the environment anymore and this and that, 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 that couldn't be further than the truth. It was just a lot of uh, overlap and a lot of unnecessary uh, red tape. Um, and so I just wanted to kind of state that because I didn't want our callers to start emailing, well, we need the EPA. Yes, we do. And, and they are there. Just a lot of rollback is, is uh, what's happening. On- well, I, 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 I want clean water for myself and my kids and my grandkids as well. Exactly. And so, exactly. So now I want to talk a little bit about oil prices because obviously uh, oil prices really do dictate how busy the oil service companies are. Uh, Obviously, the higher the price of a barrel of oil, the more uh, profit is in there for. for everyone, including this is where we start seeing jobs and growth. Uh, it, but there's been a change. There's a difference between uh, world prices and, uh, and and prices here in West Texas. So talk to me a little bit about what you think needs to happen with oil prices. Sure. Well, well, there's just kind of two, I have kind of two different thoughts on this. But, you know, the, the oil price right now there is uh, has been trending upward in the last month or two. And I think we're going to continue to see that. I think that we've really seen a we, we've been in a supply driven downturn where there's just been too much supply. And that's what and that's principally because of U.S. shale drove world markets into a precipitous decline in mid late 2014. And that continued into 2015 and 2016 and 2017 has been about a year of recovery for the oil industry. And particularly uh, the last two months, the prices has jumped to be. Um, north north of fifty dollars for WTI and 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 has just kind of reached sixty dollars for Brent, um, and we expect a canary that the price is going to move. Uh, the WTI price will move to be around exit twenty seventeen around sixty dollars. Okay, well that's pretty close to where we are right now. So hopefully we just maintain that amount yeah it should should be about five to seven dollars higher than where we are right now is kind of what we're thinking before the end of the year awesome dan we do have to take a quick break you are listening to in the oil patch radio show and we'll be right back shale oil and gas business magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business so let's start growing your business in texas email us Info at shalemag.com. Have you heard of the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, the largest state association in the country? 87 years strong serving independents, and it's right here in Texas. Offices in Houston, Austin, and Wichita Falls. Over 3,000 members of all ages like you who are in the oil and gas industry or who have family members and friends who are. 
Company members range from one employee to large independents. Lobbying, networking events, and saving you money. For a membership tailored just to fit your budget, contact Sandy Simon at sandis at texasalliance.org or call 281-997-7223. That's 281-997-7223. PISA is the Petroleum Equipment and Services Association who is the unified voice for the energy industry's service, supply, and manufacturing organizations advocating and supporting continued achievements in job creation, technological innovation, and economic stability. PISA provides corporate membership opportunities in two categories, industry and allied. Over the years, a lot of amazing companies have become members of PISA, but don't take my word for it. Click on the directory on their website and see for yourself. In order to become a member of PISA, all you need to do is go to PESA.org, click on the membership tab, and fill out an application. Once again, that's PESA.org. Oilfield Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oilfield equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oilfield parts for your fleet maintenance needs, Oilfield Experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oilfield Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Farmers and ranchers are the hardest working people on earth and deserve a side-by-side -side vehicle that works just as hard. That's why Yamaha makes the Viking an all-new Viking 6, the world's first true three and six person UTVs assembled in America. Ranked number one in drivetrain durability, Viking outworks and outclasses the competition in features, comfort, and off-road capability. For more, visit YamahaViking.com. Most dependable claim based on a 2013 Yamaha Source side-by-side -side owner study. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. And welcome back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Dan Eberhardt, CEO of Canary LLC. Dan, before the break, we were on the topic of oil prices, WTI versus Brent. Um, I want to get back on that subject because you have some very interesting thoughts on uh, that topic. So tell me what you think about WTI and Brent, the pricing. And right now, the delta between the two is about 4 or $5. And I think that presents a, a good opportunity for us to export uh, more crude and a good opportunity for American producers to grow their nascent export businesses. Interesting. Well, let me talk to you a little bit about, uh, you know, was it maybe two years ago, not quite two years ago, we had um, a ban that had been in place for 40 years, um, the export ban, and that was lifted. And so I want to get your opinion on what have you seen uh, in your in the energy industry since the ban has been lifted and it's now actually we're seeing movement, some real significant movement. Talk to me a little bit about what your thoughts are on that. Sure. So I, I worked very hard on the with, with other folks in the industry on trying to get the crude oil export ban lifted uh, a couple of years ago. 
Um, look, I think it's I think it's been a pretty exciting development. So from from nowhere at the end of 2015, in 2016, we were exporting about 300,000 barrels a day. Uh, the first half of this year, kind of cresting in the summer, uh, our export totals increased to about 900,000 barrels a day. And in September and October, they're around 2 million barrels a day. So I think it's a real American success story. And I think that the kind of delta between uh, Brand and WTI really presents an opening for American oil companies to grow their export businesses, which are all pretty young and, and it's a pretty recent development. Um, additionally, Continental just announced a 1 million uh, barrel sale of North Dakota crude to China. Uh, and so I think that's you know, another exciting data point in a, in a growing success story for American oil companies. So Dan, pertaining to the oil export ban, um, are there any real, I, I know Conoco has gotten um, exporting going and um, continental resources. Are there any other companies that you see that we sh- should be watching? We'll be getting on the uh, radar here soon of uh, exporting. Some- um, BHP, Anadarko, uh, but I, I think there's, there's more doing it. Um, you know, they're, they're selling to trading businesses that are exporting as well. That's also happening. Very interesting. And so then in your line of work, um, there's definitely a lot of work that, uh, will continue here, uh, in the United States and of course in North America, um, as we get further into exporting, uh, some of our, our natural resources to countries that are our allies that are probably been having to purchase from countries that really were not so uh, much of their allies or ours for, for that matter. So that's, that's a good thing. Tell me about um, what do you see happening in 2018? Sure. So, so the, the rig count, which is really what, what drives our business is rig count, well count. The rig count has been declining a little bit the last uh, month or two or three, but we expect it to start going back up as it, as it responds with about a 90 day lag to oil prices, as it responds to the increase in the oil price here in the last 45 days or so. We're guardedly optimistic and guardedly bullish uh, heading into 2018. I think the, the real tail of the tape for us is gonna be looking at our public customers when they announce their drilling budgets for 2018 in, in the fourth quarter here. That's really gonna provide some foresight for us, but we expect to see um, something like two to five percent increase in the rig count and ten to fifteen percent increase in the well count uh, next year, and we think that will drive um, increased revenue and increased work for Canary. Do you see any of uh, the shell plays in the United States? Are which ones do you see will be the strongest, um, or see uh, or continue to see a lot of growth in, in what areas? The, the the Permian has definitely been the strongest. Uh, through the down cycle uh, for us and for the industry. But I, I think as the prices come back, I think you're going to see a lot more activity and a lot more volume in the Bakken, uh, which is a core market for us and we're, we're very strong in. I also think you're going to see a lot of growth in the mid-continent, uh, Oklahoma area, and then the um, the East Texas, North Louisiana, uh, Hainesville shale. Uh, I believe the rig count has doubled or almost tripled there in the past 12 months and we're seeing an increased uptick in activity there as well that we think will carry on into 2018. Very interesting. Well, Dan, thank you for catching up with us today. We're glad you came and joined us on the show to talk to us a little about what's going on at Canary LLC. Um, Hopefully we'll have you here on the show back in 2018 to tell us how you guys are doing when oil prices return and everything is getting back to normal. (laughs) 
Here's here's hoping. Well, thank thank you very much for having me. And with that, we have to take a quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that will keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Our digital advertising services include website, email, radio, video, and social media. Shale also provides specialized web services from website management to search engine optimization and social media management. Visit our website, shalemag.com. Once again, that's shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G.com to learn more. Shale is your one-stop shop for growing your business. Pick up the phone today and call 210 210- 2407188 again 2102407188 Oil Field Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part any time for your automotive or oil field equipment needs Specializing in hard to find oil field parts for your fleet maintenance needs Oil Field Experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965 From the auto repair shop to the pump jack call us to get the right part right now Here's the number, so write it down. Oilfield Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Farmers and ranchers are the hardest working people on earth and deserve a side-by-side vehicle that works just as hard. That's why Yamaha makes the Viking an all-new Viking 6, the world's first true three and six person UTVs assembled in America. Ranked number one in drivetrain durability, Viking outworks and outclasses the competition in features, comfort, and off-road capability. For more, visit YamahaViking.com. Most dependable claim based on a 2013 Yamaha Source side-by-side owner study. The vision of the Women's Energy Network is to be the premier organization that educates, attracts, retains, and develops professional women working across the value chain. Also known as WEN, our mission is to develop programs that provide networking opportunities and foster career and leadership development of women who work in the energy industry. Thousands of women are breaking ground in energy industry careers every year, and 4,000 of them are already members of the Women's Energy Network across our 14 chapters. Members receive exclusive access to mentoring, job boards, group discussions, member-only networking events, expert speaking engagements, and more. Join today by visiting womensenergynetwork.org slash Houston or call 1-855-390-0650. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today was Dan Eberhardt from Canary LLC. What a great conversation we had with uh, Canary LLC. But I did want to switch gears just a little bit and talk to you guys a little bit about some upcoming events with some great organizations but first, wanted to talk to you about one of the most exciting things that Shell Magazine has been working on for quite some time now, and that is we're launching a job board posting on shellmag.com. And for you guys that know uh, the oil and gas industry, 
you know that there's a lot of great high paying jobs, excellent benefits, and amazing companies to work for, as well as, um, you know, these companies, they're having a hard time filling all the positions, uh, especially in areas uh, like Permian Basin, the Eagle Ford Shell, Bakken, the Utica. And so we wanted to bring jobs to you guys online easily, focusing on oil and gas. Now, it's not just oil and gas. Any company who wants to post a job is more than welcome to go to shellmag.com and post their job. Uh, We really want to try to connect people looking for these great paying jobs to these great companies that are looking for these great people. So for more information, I encourage you guys, go to shellmag.com. Again, that's shale, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com and click on the jobs tab. Also, we have the Eagle Ford Excellence Awards. You know, we've been asking our listeners to submit in great companies to STEER. STEER stands for South Texas Energy Economic Roundtable. They are the official organization for all of South Texas pertaining to the oil and gas industry. And they are looking for great companies that have been doing things above and beyond uh, the call of duty, if you will, And they want to recognize these companies that might be doing something in the area of nonprofit, education, environmental impact. So if you are a company or you know a great company, it's okay to self-nominate. Please visit STEER. That's S-T-E-E-R-E-F-E-A.com. Also, the womensenergynetwork.org is having their Young Women Energized Dinner on January 23rd, 2018, to be held at the Houston Baptist University. This is definitely an event that you do not want to miss if you are a young lady looking to attend college and understanding more about STEM-related career paths. This is also a great opportunity for parents to get involved and get engaged if you have questions about the type of career path that your child, your daughter needs or is looking to uh, head in towards, this is great for you to attend as well as we are looking for mentors and you will find counselors there that that are more than happy to talk to the parents and of course the young ladies and give more information. Please, I hope you will join us. Again, that date is January 23rd, 2018 at the Houston Baptist University from 5 to 9. And I'd also like to take a moment to recognize the Young Women Energized Group for hosting this amazing event and also giving out five to six scholarships every single year to young ladies so they can attend college. So good for them and good for this group. Hey, if you want more information on WIN, visit their website, Women's Energy Network dot org slash Houston. I highly encourage if you are a young lady, a woman, and now the organization even accepts men. Look at this great organization. I'm personally a part of it. Strongly endorse it. It is one of the best, if not the best, women organization group out there. Again, please visit womensenergynetwork.org slash Houston for more information. But now it's time for trivia. And congratulations to Dan Eberhardt, our guest today, because he is going to be the topic of today's trivia question. Be the first person to email the correct answer 
to this trivia question to radio at shalemag.com. Again, that's radio at shalemag.com. And win yourself a $100 gift certificate to Fogo de Chao, the Brazilian steakhouse. The trivia question is, Dan Eberhardt is the CEO of what company? Remember to be the first person to email the correct answer to radio at shellmag.com and you will win yourself a $100 gift certificate to Fogo the Child, the Brazilian Steakhouse. Well, that's all the time we have for this show. Please be sure to like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash in the oil patch radio show or like us on Twitter at shellmag. That's going to wrap up another great show as we look forward to next week to bring you more exciting news and insightful interviews. Until then, adios. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. 